Welcome back to the People Lab podcast. My name is Mike Kahn, and I'm honored to be your host again today. This is a podcast powered by Mike Kahn Coaching and Consulting. And our vision is we don't want to just see people. We want to become the best team in the world to help people feel seen and valued in all the best ways. We refuse to be known by what we're against. We will be known by who we're for. And here at the People Lab, we partner with organizations to move their team members to becoming teammates. And we do this by focusing on four main topics. Number one, communication and culture. Number two, execution and teamwork. Number three, leadership and supervision. Number four, personal development and growth. And I want to thank you for investing in yourself and investing in your team by spending a little bit of time with us here today. Today, we're going to focus on execution and teamwork. So as we look to execution and teamwork, the first place I'm going to look is right at the leadership. And what we've got to do is we've got to be diligent about controlling what we can control. And I don't mean being a controlling person. I mean, the variables that are in our control, we need to take control of those. Uh, right now, I'm not in the studio recording this episode. I'm on my back porch out in the backyard. It's a beautiful day. And uh, I've got my favorite cup of coffee, got a bottle of water. I'm just sitting out here. So if I get thirsty, I can control those things, right? Uh, I can go ahead and get a drink of water. It's no big deal. Um, you'll hear, you may hear some birds chirping or some dogs barking or airplanes flying overhead. Now I can't control any of that. I mean, I do have a dog. He's not out here. His name's Patches. He's black with patches of white. We call him Patches. <laughs> You're not going to hear Patches on this podcast though, because, or not on this episode today, because he's not where I am. I'm, I'm taking control of that variable. I'm, I'm controlling what I can control. Now, here's what I see often. We in leadership, we don't set the right expectations on the front end. <clears throat> now, I said that about the water, so I'm going to have to get a drink. We don't set the right expectations on the front end. And when it doesn't, when the execution doesn't go like we drew it up in our mind, then we're quick to come and bring the correction or bring our critiques. And I'm not saying we shouldn't make critiques, but but the first place that we often look when execution doesn't meet our standards is it other people is it what they didn't do well or you know is it a is it a a, a a systems problem or is it a people problem is it a procedure problem or a people problem like no and those are valid questions but the first place we and leadership should look is in the mirror have we set the correct expectations very very clear expectations from the jump and then empowered them with the policies and the procedures and the checklists and the tools and the resources and all the things they need to execute. Cause a lot of times we don't do that. So I want to ask this question as we jump in really, really jump into the deep end of this. Think about your organization and, and, and think about this question. What is your current culture of execution costing your organization? What is your current culture of execution costing your organization? There are a lot of things that we just imply that we want done, or we, we've worked with people for so long that we think they can finish our sentences and they can complete our thoughts, which is not a bad thing at all. 
to have that familiarity. It's not a bad thing at all to have that teamwork. That's the other part of this topic, execution and teamwork. But not if, but when we add people to the team, they're not going to know our shorthand. They're not going to know what we actually mean. They're going to hear the words we actually say. So the first thing that we need to look at in our execution, in our organization, is are we setting the right expectations? And, and as leaders, there are really two things we want to be sure that we do. One, we want to be clear. Two, we want to be consistent. Be clear, be consistent. Be clear, be consistent. Be clear, be consistent. Be clear with the expectations. Be consistent in your follow-through. Be consistent in your follow-up. Be consistent in the ways that you show up to encourage, to clarify, to not, it's not a lot different than it is for, for students in school, for, for whether it's elementary, middle school, high school, whatever. A lot of times when, when, you know, you get called to the principal's office, everybody else in the room goes, Ooh, and they're like, okay, you're getting in trouble. And, and even our tendency is like, man, what am I? Okay. Maybe I don't know what I did wrong. Um, you know, it feels in some ways like when you get pulled over or something, I mean, I've read about it. I don't know. That's, that's not entirely true. Well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to just do a hard stop and change the, change the, the topic back to execution. What we want to do is we want to be clear and we want to be consistent. And this is really going to help set the framework for our teamwork. It's going to help set the stage so we can do what we say we do when we say we do it and with the quality that we promise our customers. That's, that's vital. And, and, and one of the best ways today, we're going to talk about this one idea. Um, when we're talking about execution and what is your current culture of execution costing your organization, we're going to talk about the idea of staying in your lane. And a lot of people, the reason they don't stay in their lane is because their lane's not clearly defined. They don't stay in their lane because we haven't made it clear what we expect them to do, what we need for them to do, how this part of the puzzle interacts with the other parts of the puzzle and helps us to push the product out the door or get the service to the people, whatever, whatever it is that we do in our organization, we've got to give an idea. We've got to give a plan to help them stay in their lane. Um, and these are, uh, I'm going to start off with four lane busters. These are things that mess up the lanes on the team. And it could be across the board, several different organizations, different types of fields. I mean, this is not just for restaurants or just for insurance companies or construction companies or, uh, you know, city officials or any, this is across the board Four lane busters, four ways to ensure that your lane, people won't stay in their lane Four lane busters. Uh, one, Ambiguity and unclarity, the lack of specific expectations, which we've been talking about. Number two, pride or greed. Don't be a ball hog. Number three, overcompensating for perceived personal weakness. This is where people, they essentially just read their resume every time you sit down. It's, it's like they're trying to convince their teammates that they're good enough when they feel like they're the weakest link of the team, right? Uh, so overcompensating would be number three. Number four would be apathy or indifference. Like it doesn't really matter if I'm in my spot or in my lane or not. It's not going to make a difference if I'm there. Listen, we, 
we have to be able to count on you to be in your lane when we need you. That's vital. We got to have that. So real quickly, again, four lane busters that will ruin, um, it will, it will wreck your execution on your team. Four lane busters, one ambiguity and unclarity, two pride and greed, three overcompensating and four apathy. So as the leaders, we've got to keep those in mind. Of course, we don't want those things to happen. We don't want those lane busters in our locker room. We don't want to bring that to our team at all. So we've got to constantly be on the lookout of that. And when we can help uh, protect against that, we've got to do it. When we recognize it, we've got to be able to call it out. And conflict is really difficult a lot of times uh, to have those conversations, um, but conflict delayed equals conflict multiplied. The longer we have an issue on our team and we just let it go, it doesn't magically resolve itself. It brings more tension and it breeds toxicity. It makes the locker room toxic. I've been a leader who has uh, allowed that toxic environment in my locker room. And by not addressing it and not taking care of it, uh, I allowed it to spread. Not only that, I was the one who created the toxic environment and I didn't realize it in the first place, but but that's one of the things that we have to do. I mean, I've been, I've been on both sides of that fence. Probably just like most of you listening, you've been the person who felt like you didn't have enough information to execute the plan or, or you, you didn't know what your lane was. It was kind of murky. It was undefined. And so you just tried to do everything that you could do. I mean, that happens all too often. And with our organization, we partner with with people all the time and they say, Hey Mike, my team's not functioning like a team. And, um, you know, we're not staying in our lanes. We're not, we're too busy worried about someone else doing their job and us trying to help them that we don't get our own part of it done or at least not consistency. So, so this is, I didn't Google this topic. This is something that we see all the time. So we had four lane busters and I'm going to come back with three, things you can do to protect the integrity of your lane. Three things you can do as a leader to protect the integrity of your lane and of the lanes in your organization. Number one, know your lane. Make sure that you know your lane and then you can execute within that properly. If you're a middle management leader, okay, great. Know your lane. You got to know that it's not your job to sign the checks. It's not your job to necessarily go out and get the new business or to land the new clients. It's not your job to design the prototype. That's not what you do. Your job is to get the plans and then carry the plans out. It's the execution. You've got to know your lane and you've got to make sure that the people on your team know their lane. This is where uh, our internal communication is vital. We've got to be the vision casters and the vision carriers. A lot of times too, in leadership, leaders are the first followers. A lot of times we, we don't follow with the same intentionality that we would demand from someone else who is on our team. If it's a group project and your name's not at the top of it, you know, ultimately the results don't end with you. So a lot of times what happens inadvertently, we just, I don't mean we intentionally bring our B game or C game. We just don't come with the same, um, intentionality and the same, um, purpose that we do if it all starts, uh, if the results land on me. So three things to protect the integrity of your lane. Number one, know your lane and help your teammates, the people on your team to know their lane. 
Number two, stay in your lane. There will be a time for an advancement, a time for a job change and expansion of your role, maybe within this organization. The way that happens is you stay in your lane. Be where we need you to be, where we expect you to be, when we expect you to be there. There are a couple of things here, a couple of um, bullet points on this one. If you or one of your teammates doesn't like the lane they're in or doesn't want to stay in that lane, you've got two options. Number one, see if there is a new lane within the organization that's available. If it is, pursue it. See what you need to do to move to that new position, uh, what training you need to get, maybe set up, try to get with your supervisor and and try to formulate a, a plan, you know, short-term plan, what I need to do in the next 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it is. And again, back to setting the expectations. Just let me know what I need to do to be able to move forward. Number two, the other option would be to go find a different lane in a different organization. And that sounds a little bit harsh. But again, that comes back to the leader, the organizational leader. Um, and, and even the departmental leader, uh, it, it doesn't, yes, it starts at the top, but there are so many opportunities within the organization to make sure that we're doing this well and being clear. We got to be clear and we got to be consistent. If there's no opportunity for advancement, if you're at the top of your pay scale or skill set or whatever, then, then that's fine. Just let me know that. So then I can make my decision. Am I good with it? I'm going to spend the next 30 years in this role, making this money. Okay, great. If not, if I have other ambitions that the organization doesn't have room for or doesn't even do, okay, at least I know that now. That doesn't mean I'm giving my notice today. I'm grabbing a box and taking my stuff out. That just means now I know the situation we're in. And that's what we've got to do not just to manage the people for the end result of the products that we deliver within our organization currently, but to develop the people, to lead the people in becoming the best version of themselves. And sometimes that means they'll be with us for a season and then they'll move on. I get that. But think back to your work history. I mean, how long have you been in the same job? How long have you been in the same, within the same organization? Um, it happens where some people stay for a long, long time. Uh, that is less frequent today than it ever has been. And, and so instead of just telling people what we think they want to hear so they'll stay put, it's our job as leaders to be clear, be consistent, to set the table as this is what the opportunities are. Man, we, we love you being part of our team. Um, We've seen you grow in these areas, and this is where we see you in the future. But let's just clearly communicate that. So three, lanes that, three things that will protect the integrity of your lane. Number one, know your lane. Number two, stay in your lane. And if that's not a good option for you right now, if you don't like that lane, see if there are opportunities to, to, to change lanes within the organization. And if there are, work with your leader, your manager to see what uh, what steps you need to take, what training you need to get, what what that would look like. If that doesn't exist in the organization, then um, we start looking outside the organization. So know your lane, stay in your lane. Number three, finally, 
Leverage your organization's competitive advantage for maximum impact. Look beyond your title and the title of your teammates to see who they are, their family, their hobbies, their interests. Um, once you get to know your team, the people on your team beyond what their job description is, then you'll have a, a different kind of synergy. You'll have a different kind of teamwork. You'll have a different kind of um, unity. And that, for sure, that's going to make your organization stronger. That's going to make the products that you produce uh, better. That's going to make the services you provide better. The truth is, uh, and I say this to, <laughs> to students all the time, I say, say it to adults all the time. The truth is, everybody can do good. And nobody can do the good you can do the way you can do it. I also believe that's true within the organizations. Nobody can do what you and your organization do the way that you can do it up to your potential. Um, you know, Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, he talks about the flywheel. I mean, when that flywheel gets going for you and everybody's moving it together and we're all utilizing it together, man, that's awesome. But when it's coming against you, it's called the doom loop <laughs> and it's coming for you. It's not, it's not rolling with you. It's coming at you. And a lot of times when we have the miscommunication or lack of communication, then that, that leads, of course, to execution breakdowns that leads to fractured teams. And, and then it's an internal, like a, almost like a survivor episode where you're just trying to stay on the island or see who else you can get kicked off the island. I mean, that's, that's not a way for any organization to function, any healthy organization to function. Now, within every organization, there are bumps. I mean, we'll talk about this on another episode. There's confusion, there's friction, and there's underperformance. We'll talk about that. Certainly that, that, that definitely uh, will take a toll on the execution of your team. But what we've got to look at as leaders, as we're leading people. So let's not just try to lead our team. Let's look at the people on our team and see how we can lead them the best, regardless of what field you're in. I, this question I started with, uh, I want to bring it back and kind of end it with, what's your current culture of execution costing your organization? And what's, what's something you can do to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem? Of course, be clear, be consistent. And I want to leave you with this one question too, kind of piggybacking on uh, what is your current culture of execution costing you? Who are the people who are following your lead becoming? Who are the people who are following your lead becoming? If they're following you, they're in the wake of your leadership. They're following you. They're becoming who you're leading them to be. As you go today, do what you do. Uh, Look to see how you can improve the execution and the teamwork of your team. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. We would love it if you would help us out by giving us a rating and a review. Five-star rating is preferred, of course. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can just give us a rating and review. That would be incredibly helpful. Of course, feel free to share it on social media. You could also text it to a friend uh, or a, a coworker, someone else who, who deals with execution. Maybe someone who's executing really well on your team. A way to say thank you is by sharing the podcast with them. We really appreciate that. We'd also love to connect with you. 
you could you could send us a text message. Probably the best way to connect with us is send us a text message at 580-952-9229. One more time, that's 580-952-9229. Just put podcast in the message and then someone from our team will get back with you as soon as we can. Another great way to engage with us is on Instagram. And you can send us a message there, DM us at the People Lab app on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you and love to connect with you. And however we can serve you, we want to continue to do that. We think you're fantastic. I don't think you're perfect. I'm not perfect either. That's not the right goal. But you need to know that there's an organization, there's a team in Duncan who's for you. Have a fantastic rest of your day. See you.